0: It's a capital M. A lot of versions, this is, I kind of disagree with some of the translations because they, they don't capitalize this because Jesus is talking for him and on behalf of daddy and saying, I'm going to build my church. So really, my and church should be capitalized and that all the powers of hell will not conquer it. See, remember, if you don't know this, I'll give you a little bit of history. About seven or eight years ago, I and the team we really began to focus and really began to be intentional about what Believers Church and this sounds crazy and I'm really sincere when I mean this what it should what it sounds like what it should look like what it should smell like I mean, every be intentional because I think if we're not intentional and we let things happen by chance then a lot the things we don't want to happen happen even down to the the buildings and air fresheners and Pastor Bob does a great job keeping this place clean and it looking good outside because I want you, when you come in, not to be distracted by something's out of place so you can be focused on maybe God's talking to me today. Maybe God's going to use me to talk to somebody else today. That our whole point was to help people flip this switch. And we talked about it last week in making a difference because we want to help you go from got to, which is religious. I'm not into religion. Religion is no relationship. We just blind, blindly follow something. God's, God didn't create us to be religious. He designed us to understand that we get to, that we get to be about relationships, that we get to function as a, and work in a purpose that God has given us, that everyone, if, if you missed the last couple of weeks, the... the summary of it is this, is that we're all created on purpose for a purpose. Your purpose is not necessarily your job or your way, your income, that you've got gifts that God gave you that's to be used to grow the church. And when we did this, when we were intentional about it as my church, <clears throat> we saw a difference. We've seen a difference. We've seen uh, things begin to happen. Let me give you a very recent example as of last week. I called Melanie last week. She was at the house and said, I need these numbers because I wanted you guys to to hear this because this should be, let me just tell you ahead of time, this is a touchdown, okay? We just scored, so we need to celebrate this. The Last week, and the kids and youth, so we'll go from zero to um, seniors in high school. On Wednesday night, not Sunday morning, on Wednesday night, we focused on the, the kid the, being intentional about middle schoolers and high schoolers having a place to gather, to have the big relationship group, to break into small groups, to have a, a small group, intentional relationship like we do in what we call grow groups for the adults. We, we focused on um, child care for a lot of you adults who may the sp- either you're a single parent or your spouse can't come on a, to a group night. We started providing childcare, and our childcare people and our dream team over there did such a good job that they kept coming back to me. And going, hey, we need to on the, for the younger kids. We actually go and background check and hire daycare people to come work to take care of your kids so you can go to grow group. Well, they kept coming back saying we got to hire another one. I'm like, what? The old one wasn't good. No, like we got too many kids. We need to hire another one and then another one. And then Miss Sherry Burke sitting out here came and said, hey, we're going to take these other rest of the elementary school kids, and we're going to start doing a group for them. And so she started a group for them. And then she came back, and they told me on Wednesday, like, we're, we're approaching full. So next door, this is just zero to seniors in high school. They had 75 kids in that building. That's something to celebrate. Now, that does not include... Grow groups that meet in that building. That does not include grow groups that meet in this building. And those, those are kids, they were telling me that there were a lot of kids that weren't here, that had various things going on that were gone. So we're growing, we're working. Let me tell you, even this morning, right now, as long as they're all here, and I hadn't counted, and nobody's waited to me yet, but right now, this morning, we're going to baptize, I think, like 15 people. That's wonderful, yeah, yeah. We'll add that into to 35, right at 35, 36 for the year. So being intentional about my church, which is God's church, has begun to pay off. Now, it's not paying off for me. I think it's paying off for the kingdom of people who here, here today to say, hey, I'm going to publicly commit my life to Christ in an dim- outward demonstration of an inward work in my salvation. But look what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12. It says, don't pretend to love each other. Now, we live in Sylvania, Scribham County small town, we are all good at faking it, right? You see so-and-so in, in food line or in boats or in, in town, and in high school, you hated that person, and you hate them now. We just, hey, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. No, it's not. You didn't want to see them. You never thought about seeing them, so you're faking it. But here, this says, hey, don't pretend to love each other. Really love them. Hate what's wrong, Hold tight to what's good. And the next part of the verse says, love each other with this word, these words here, genuine affection. And you ought to take delight in honoring each other. In other words, you ought to take delight in serving. That's why I'm so proud of what we call our dream team. I don't use the word volunteer, and I don't, because to me, volunteers can be, they will, people will serve in the nursery because we need somebody to serve in the nursery knowing that it's not their purpose. Like me, you don't want me serving in the nursery. That's why I let Melanie and the ladies and Trina and those ladies who do the nursery head that up because my theory of nursery is as long as what comes in equals what goes out, I'm good. But no, they're over there serving the kids, praying with the kids, teaching the kids, so much so that even on our Wednesday night, the reason it's growing was not adults inviting kids, it was kids, third, fourth, and fifth graders overwhelming Miss Sherry, bringing them because they had fun, because we were intentional about giving them a place to be a part of my church. So we're going to talk about over the next several weeks why we, some things we need to learn and remind ourselves of so we don't drift away. Because the world is trying to do everything it can to push the church off its foundation and let it sit on things like relative truth changing the gospel, those kinds of things that we know aren't God. See, in John chapter, 5, John chapter 2, before you put that scripture up, um, in John chapter 2, verse 15, Jesus uh, clears the temple. And this is actually the second time he does it. I was talking about it with my girl group this week. Jesus didn't play. He wouldn't mess around. He didn't come to the door and say, can y'all please, can we just not do this? And get religious on them? No, the Bible says in Luke that Jesus actually went and twisted some rope into a whip, and he went Indiana Jones on them, slinging a whip, running them people out that were selling sacrificial animals, and and they were they were doing money changing so that because the the Jews had made a law, you could only give your offering in their currency, so people had to come from all over the world and change the money into the right currency, or they couldn't give their offering that they were expected to do. He was not playing around. He was aggressive and passionate. And look what it says in John chapter 2, verse 17. It says, then his disciples remembered this prophecy from scriptures. In other words, it says it said this in the Old Testament, talking about when Jesus would come. And he said, passion for God's house, and say this with me, will, say it again like you mean it, will Consume 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 me now. We're going to ask an honest question. we're all family here. let's answer it, okay? How many of you are the type of person and I have a long fuse? I think maybe that's why God's got me what he's doing i can I can take it for a while, but when my fuse, when I get to the end, this is like it consumes me. How many of you are like I me mean, no matter how long no matter how long your fuse is, you would say somebody messes with your family, messes with your kids, messes with your wife, something serious, that upsetness, that anger consumes you. Like, like we forget everything else and it's like I got one mission. is doesn't make it right. Right? That's what Jesus was talking about. That word translates to, hey, this thing totally takes me over. So my passion for my God's house, for my church, is going to be woven through everything we do. And I think we can do that here. The problem is the world would tell you, oh, you're just nuts. You're just radical. Well, what's radical? Is it what God's asked us to do, driving me, make me radical? Well, then, yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess I'm radical. But I want to ask you this question. What if we built a church that was passionate about? I'm going to give you some stuff. What happens? And I'm gonna, I would submit to you that what, you, what happens is what we're seeing, what we're seeing when you look around you, what we're seeing just, I think three weeks ago, I had to call all of our Dream Teamers. If you don't know, let me just tell you this. It takes about, about 30, 35 people. And if we don't have those 30, 35 people every Sunday, like, it's hard to make this happen. There's people in the tech booth. There's people out front. There's people in the parking lot. There's people, some of the best in the world, loving on your kids, passionately serving those kids in the nursery and the kids' church. There's ushers and greeters and the sound team and the praise team. It takes people. But what if we were, and I had to ask these people, hey, we need parking spaces. So y'all got to park in the grass. So I don't know if you, if you get here early enough, you see all these cars in the back. That, those are all what we call dream teamers, here anywhere from 7 o'clock on, getting ready so we can do church together, so we can celebrate together. But what if we built a church that was passionate, just passionate about the Bible, that every day we spent five, 10, 15 minutes reading your Bible. You can do it on the Version app. We read, Just read it for that day. Read the verse of the day, that somewhere during the day we're consuming God's word. What if we're passionate about worship? Now I know this for some of you, let me just let you in. If you're visiting, pardon me for a minute, okay? Worship is not the space between when you get here and when the message starts. It's not a filler. Service starts right now at 10 o'clock, right? Countdown, da, 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 da. we all clap. I consider that, and actually it says on the screen, service is starting. Music, the music, the worship is not just filling time because the Bible says that we should be passionate about Telling God thank you, saying we're appreciative. The Bible says that we extol his name, that, his, that we lift him and we, we give him what's due. What if we were passionate about serving? Passionate about going out and helping those who just need help, whether it's building a handicap ramp or just going by and visiting somebody who's just had a rough day, serving a meal. We had somebody a few weeks ago, just a few of you showed up at our house with a meal. I was blessed. My wife was blessed. We got to sit down and just eat in peace one night. It's 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 good. What if we're passionate about prayer? What if we every morning before we before we whine to God, complain to God, fuss to God, hey God, can you fix this? Why and this, meh, meh, meh. what if we just said to God, God, this morning, I love you and I thank you, and I know you're gonna take care of me. God, I need wisdom on this, and I know you're gonna lead in God. And we begin to pray instead of just whining to God. What if we're passionate about giving? What if we're all ter- determined that we're gonna be obedient? That The Bible says that we're to bring our tithe and our offering to the place that you call home. If this is not your home, our offering's at the inn on the way out. If this is not your home, I don't expect anything from you. You're visiting. No more than I would have you come in my house and, and put out my hand and say, hey, you gotta pay me for that meal, buddy. Hey, come on. But if you're home, This is home to you that we're passionate about bringing our tithe. That we're passionate about being, not even money. That we're passionate about giving of ourselves. That we're passionate about inviting people. The seats that, and I know there's not many left, but the seats that are empty today are gone. Next service next week, they're gone. We have to fill them up next week. That there's power sitting beside you, of somebody sitting beside you hearing your word. When we begin to reach the unreached, you invite people. We invite people to come that, you know, they're struggling. Maybe they ran from God. Maybe they've never met God. And then when we do, we find ourselves that we'll all be making a difference. We'll all be participating in something that's not just earthly, but it's eternal. And this is what happens to us. The kids started begin coming back on Sundays and Wednesdays. Teenagers started bringing themselves, bringing themselves and their friends, inviting people. Adults begin to start looking forward to next Sunday. I'm going to blow your mind, but this is how high my expectations are of how good God is. I expect that when you leave here today, at least one of you is going to go, oh man, I hate it's over. But if we're honest, most of us go, honey, you get the car, I get the kids, we'll be at Ma's by, you know, by noon and she's going, to have, she's going to feed us, right? Which are out the door but that we create such an environment of all those people doing all those things that people look forward to coming to church, that it goes from the got-to to the get-to, that we're part of God's people making a difference. And the cool thing about that is when we are, we get to see lives and eternities changed. Not just life here on earth. I think God brings freedom and He heals and He loves us here. But you're doing something that goes beyond today. Today. And goes for eternity because you're going one of two places and I want to be here to serve you and us to serve people that we know they're going to heaven to be with the Father forever and ever and ever so real quick before we go we're gonna give me six minutes and then we're gonna baptize people and we are gonna celebrate I'm gonna give you four areas just today that you can take home to think about that we're gonna be passionate about and the first one I just called it a passionate pursuit that we're all taking our one step. If you're new here and want to know what one step is, it's all over everything. It's on the, the baptized shirts that say, I, got, I took one step. One step simply means from where you are, one step closer to where God wants you to be. That's our job. That's what we're here to help people do, to passionately pursue God. Look what Paul says in Timothy. He says, but you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from the evil things, pursue the good things, the godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. And then he says that you obey this command without wavering, that no one can find fault with you. When you obey, till Jesus comes, people are going to not be able to find anything fault with you because you're in a passionate pursuit of me. Because then, and only then, can we do this. Can we become a voice and not an echo. We become a voice for God saying we love you, we accept you, Come, come here, God can clean you up. You should have seen me a year ago. Look what God's done in my life. Instead of an echo, of we're just reflecting off whatever the crazy stuff the world says. The religious junk. We become a voice, not an echo. The second thing is that we have a passion for prayer. Now, let me encourage you. Don't over-spiritualize this. Because a lot of us, especially in the South, we just need to accept the fact. Most of us are rednecks. And we don't pray in King James English. People think that Jesus spoke King James English. He didn't. That when you, when you talk to God, you talk to God just like you do, in case I had a friend who called her father. She said the word daddy was not daddy. The word daddy was diddy. Anybody know anybody that says diddy? And I said, talk to God just like you talk to your diddy. Stop going well. And we pray and we take a deep breath. Whithersoever thou art in heaven, my father, you know, like, you're a redneck. Don't pray that way. <laughs> you know, we're born, for those of you who, are, who migrated here, Southerners sound funny. Own it. Talk to God the way you talk to your family. Don't, don't overdo this, but we're passionate about praying for people, pray, asking God for direction. We're, we're passionate about um, not just saying, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you, and then you ain't thought about him twice. Or you, or you text them or Facebook post, yeah, we'll be praying for you. No, you're not but those who are passionate are. But look what it says in Matthew 21. It's written, it says, my house will be called a house of prayer. That's what he said the other time, Jesus said when he was clearing out the the temple. He said, but you're making it a den of robbers. James chapter five, verse 15, this is the message paraphrase. It says, make this your common practice. Talk to each other, confess sins to each other. Pray so that you can live together whole and healed see you go to the bible is very clear you go to you go to god for, for forgiveness but you go to each other for healing why because sharing your testimony brings healing look at the rest of the verse it says that the prayer of a person living right with god is something powerful to be reckoned with so we're passionate about prayer that our common practice is just to whine and complain to god but no we're going to be a, we're going to be a church that prayer becomes our first response and not the last resort. It's the first thing we do, not the thing we do when we don't know what else to do because we've tried to fix it ourselves. The third thing, again, passion for praise and worship. Not because I'm trying to goad you into being here at 10 o'clock, but because I have just as much expectation that from the first downbeat of the first song, that because you're in the room, I'm in the room, the Bible says where two or three are gathered, that God's here. And God can give you what you need, he can minister to you. I was talking with somebody in my group last week, and it was a guy, and he said, hey, you played this song, and that, that verse and that song just suddenly lit up in my mind. Why? Because praise and worship is, is giving God what he deserves, but it's also having a time between you and God. Look what Mark 12 says. It says, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Hebrews 13 says, let us continually offer God a sacrifice, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. I always tell people in the Bible, it says, sing, make a joyful noise, and then right next to that, it talks about a gonging, loud, crashing cymbal. So to me, that says, for those of you who can sing, sing. For those of you who can't, sing anyway, because you're going to sound like a crashing cymbal, so you might as well sing loud anyway. Right? If somebody's behind you and they can't sing, don't turn around and go, God, turn around and go, I'm right there with you. Let's sing it loud together. That we begin to, we begin to take steps forward in worship. If you can look it up online, but there's a hilarious comedian that does a whole series of learning how to worship. He talks about holding the TV. He hold the TV. Oh, yeah. Then he talks about, you know, he talks about just a quick wave in the hand. Talk, you know, then there's touchdown, Right? And I just tell people, as long as it may be this, maybe, maybe next week you just you're tapping your foot. And then when you're ready, just get everything you got, and then just look around. It's okay, check. And then just, just shoot it up. There you put it back down. Take a step that we're passionate because we're here to give God what He deserves, not what we feel. People tell me, well, I don't feel, I feel like it's embarrassing. The Savior hung on a cross, naked, beaten. I don't think he was worried about what it looked like because he was looking at us. That we need to understand this is important because people have a priority. People are God's highest priority. And they have to be ours. The fourth one is people. That was a passionate pursuit of people. Because people are God's highest priority. And if you hear anything today, ushers, you can guys can go ahead and do your thing. Let you hear this. That every name, I mean, every number has a name. Somebody asked me, we'll start right here. Somebody asked me a few weeks ago, they were asking about the church. And I said, yeah, God's just, I don't know why, it's not me. God's just doing stuff and people are showing up and people are excited and they're serving and, you know, we're coming to One Step Connect tonight, and all this is going on. And I said, well, how many people do you want in your church? And I knew what they were asking because they were wanting to trap me into this big church, small church thing. And I said to them, as many as I can take. They said, well, what's the number? And I said, as many as I can take. And they said, well, you just want a big church for numbers? And you could have knocked them over with a feather when I looked, looked them right in the eye and said, Yes. And here's why. Because every number has a name. Every name has a story. And every single one of those stories, your aunt, your uncle, your, your son, your daughter, your grandmother, your coworker they all have stories. And every one of those stories matters to God. Every single one of them. And we need to be about the Father's business as a church. I'm just telling you to remind you of that. Ushers, we're going to actually do lights, so if y'all can go ahead and kill them, we'll be good. I just want to remind you of this as we make this transition. We're about to baptize people. and Don't worry, we'll light it up so you can see them. If you just bow your head and close your eyes, I ask you this question. Are you part of his church? Do you know Jesus? The Bible says you can confess it with your mouth, you believe it in your heart, that Jesus came and died for you, that he paid the price for you, and he was raised from the dead and now sits at the right hand of the Father. It's that easy. If that's you this morning, I'm not going to call you the front. I'm just going to ask you just to wave at me. If you're online, you shoot us a message. And everybody would pray this together. Let Everybody just say this. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus today, today I, receive I receive you as my Lord, as my Lord, and, my Lord and, my and my Savior. God, today, God, today forgive me of my sin. Me in my sin. Help, help, me help me follow you all the days of my life. Of my life. In, Jesus in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, if that was you, there's a connect card in front of you. You can shoot the QR code. Just let us know. We're not going to bother you. We're just going to give you some stuff to help you with next steps. And as we end after service today, over to my right, your left over here, if you need prayer for anything, we'd love to have you come pray with us. We'd love to have they would be honored. If anything you got going on in life, and then we'll take time to, to pray. As long as we need to stay, we'll hang out.